Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rachel Abbott and this is The Leader. Today we're giving you some bonus content taken from our business show, How to Be a CEO. It's an opportunity to hear from the most powerful people behind some of the world's biggest brands. This is actually a cut down version of the full episode. To hear the full thing, you'll need to hit the link in the show notes. Find a new episode of How to Be a CEO every Monday morning. And why not give it a rate, review and follow whilst you're there. Now, let's begin. What did we even do before quick commerce put all those mopeds on our streets and all those snacks in our cupboards? Actually, the model's been around longer than you think. Some people think that quick commerce, as it's sometimes referred to, benefited from the pandemic. But actually, people were already ordering convenience retail on kind of takeaway or takeout platforms. Steve here is strategy VP of Zap, which raised around $200 million in Series B funding this year. Even Lewis Hamilton got on board. It was one of the earliest entrants to the instant grocery market, which is now booming with lots of rivals. There was a lot of competition and we saw that some of our competitors were offering extremely generous discounts. We never really did a tremendous amount of that and I think that's paid off because since some of that, you know, that venture capital money is dried up and, and competitors are not throwing money at, at customers, we got the right kind of customers in the first place. I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard. We're going to be talking to Steve about instant groceries and Zap. But Steve, who has muscular dystrophy, is also a pioneer for disabled people in business. So we'll be looking at how the remote working world has opened up new opportunities too. One of the good things that came out of the pandemic, and there weren't many, (laughs) you know, to be clear, but it definitely removed that glass ceiling. This is how to be a CEO. How do these instant delivery growth companies like yours actually work? Because to me, it almost feels kind of miraculous. I go on the app, hit what I need, I order something, and then it turns up 15 minutes later. How? How is this happening, Steve? No, you're absolutely right. There's definitely a little bit more to it than that. As I always like to explain, you know, behind your favorite bag of of crisps or your favorite bottle of wine is actually a pretty complex new supply chain, right, that gets products from... Um, the direct brands we work with and the wholesale into into our into our big giant London distribution centre and then that and then that goes out and replenishes each of our individual zap stores. I think we have around around a dozen of those in London. They're the local micro fulfillment centres where we stock our products because we act as both 
the retailer and the delivery service. And then from there, of course, as you, as you rightly point out, you place your order on Zap, um, and then our store associates pick the products, place them in the bags with the riders and our own employed riders, then deliver your, your Zap moment on our all electric fleet, um, to your door in minutes 24 seven. So yeah, that's how the magic happens. So you guys launched, I think, 2020, which is roughly the pandemic era. It's probably not the best time to open a business, Steve, but actually with something like this, maybe it is. You know, absolutely. I mean, there's two ways of thinking about this. Some people perhaps misunderstand and think that speedy delivery, grocery or um, quick commerce, as it's sometimes referred to, was something that, you know, drew up in um, and benefited from the pandemic. And perhaps when lockdowns ended, that kind of customer demand might reduce. But actually, what our founders at SAP, Navin and Joe, you know, figured out early on is that people were ordering convenience retail on kind of takeaway or takeout platforms, right? And and that would see, you know, gig economy riders going into other people's convenience stores and hoping the products that you wanted were in stock and that you would hopefully get it within within a, a short time span. And what they realized is that there was that pent up demand for a more convenient way of ordering sort of drinks, snacks, and essential groceries and even other kind of household items. But they're doing it on these takeout platforms wasn't really cutting it, right? So that was the thesis. And it wasn't really about the pandemic. And in fact, what we've seen, which is really, really encouraging from, from our point of view, is that since lockdowns ended and, and the kind of world opened up again, that need for, you know, living in the moment, for kind of spontaneity and urgent need as we, as we start to get back to much more complicated, busier lives has just meant that Zap has, has continued to grow and, and really, you know, convenience is having its moment post-lockdowns. certainly is having its moment because, I mean, it's a very competitive market for what you're doing. So how are you surviving in this environment? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, this is quite an old-fashioned business in the sense that it, I, I think what, what is going to win in this space is customer experience, right? Which is really being able to deliver on that customer promise. So in our case, we, we our sort of top-line promise is that we deliver within minutes. That's usually around... 20 to 30 minutes max we, we aim for 20 or less um, and it's about consistently keeping that that delivery promise but also ensuring that you have the right catalog so the right product range to suit those spontaneity and urgent need use cases and that you are able to ensure that what you have in stock is actually in stock and then you know then there's other aspects obviously the customer experience having a great shopping experience on the app etc etc but in the end it just comes down to let's say pretty simple which is within this space it's going to be about customer experience and and the company that has the most consistent and high quality customer experience i think wins out and in fact like an interesting data point is when someone comes onto zap and they make their first order when that experience lives up to our promise or exceeds it they automatically become the most loyal customers we see that so it really does make a difference if it's easier to order on Zap than it is perhaps when you're super busy to go down to the shops yourself, then that, that's where we win. So you're experiencing a kind of customer loyalty there and finding out that after the first order, they stay with you? Yeah, I mean, to be you know completely candid, in the early months, year of this space, there was a lot of competition and we saw that some of our competitors were offering extremely generous discounts. 
right? Essentially, they were throwing money at people. And I think there was definitely going to be customers that were quite savvy and, and shocked around. We never really did a tremendous amount of that. Our, our vouchering was single-digit revenue compared to, we've heard, up to 20 30% revenue through discounts for, for some others in, this, in the space. And I think that was really smart on our part, if I dare say, because what it allowed us to do was to attract the right kind of customers from day one, and they were customers where they loved our product selection, they loved our customer promise, but most importantly, we were solving a genuine problem in their lives, which is letting them live in the moment and, and make the most of the moment. And I think that's paid off because since some of that, you know, that venture capital money is dried up and, and competitors are not throwing money at, at customers, we got the right kind of customers in the first place. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. The listeners won't be able to see this, but you're a wheelchair user. Did that before now inhibit the opportunities for you? Could you have worked in your position now before remote working and Zoom and all the other things became a thing? Yeah, no, it's something I've asked myself. I think... Look, the way I built my journalism career was I developed an, a phenomenal ability to network online and to get sources to trust me and build those key relationships you need as a journalist almost entirely from my bedroom in a bungalow in North London, right? But whether I could then take that same approach to become, you know, an executive at a tech company, especially one one as, you know, heavily invested in as Zap, was something that I perhaps didn't really think could happen pre-pandemic. So I'd often, you know, I'd often get tentative sort of job offers or explore opportunities. And as soon as I reached the subject around, like, is it possible to work from home most of the week or if not entirely the entire week, some of those conversations dried up. So I think it did have a material difference, but most of all, more how I perceived opportunity. So once sort of work from home became, you know, the new normal, even if it didn't exactly last, but it kind of, it just, it just removed that that sort of age-old excuse either in my head in how I perceived opportunities or in reality. And so, yeah, I genuinely believe that one of the good things that came out of the pandemic, and there weren't many, <laughs> you know, to be clear, it was a pretty miserable time I was shielding, you know, for over two years. But it definitely removed that glass ceiling either in my head or quite literally. And, yeah, and I ended up joining Zapman. It was a great 
story because I was actually writing about Zap. I was going to break their initial funding round. So I, I remember calling up the Zap CEO and I'm like, hey, I know you don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to break your funding news. And then I was pushing for more details and I said, look, you need to hurry up because I might not be at TechCrunch for that much longer. And he said, why? And I was like, well, I'm looking at a couple of opportunities. And he said, well, why don't you come and work for us? Well, what would I do? What does a journalist do at a, <laughs> at a speedy grocery company? And we got talked and we realised that we had so much in common in terms of how we saw the industry going and the opportunity. And well, as you say, the, re- the rest is history. Yeah, and I guess you probably had a bit of insight into how people will want to use a service like that because of your own disability. You know, that, that's, that's certainly true. And I know initially I felt it was product offering and an experience that I could relate to. During the lockdowns, yeah, I mean, I went deep in, in, online, in online grocery shopping and also worked out this kind of idea that when you think about the, the grocery or the food in, in industry as a whole, I could already see that different aspects of it were being picked off and companies were offering to do one thing and do it really well. So in a sense, you know, the sort of overall grocery shopping experience was being unbundled, right? So anything from kind of those meal kit delivery services where you order, you know, the recipe kit and you kind of cook it at home to something like Zap where, where it's about those spontaneous purchases. And I was already during the pandemic ordering organic meat from a specialist and just seeing the way, the way I say that the supermarket experience was being unbundled and kind of digitized and brought online. And yet convenience retail seemed to be the one that was furthest behind and, and, and therefore a huge, huge opportunity for a company like Zap. That was Steve here from Zap. For more business interviews, news, analysis and commentary, go to standard.co.uk forward slash business or pick up the Evening Standard newspaper. How to be a CEO will be back first thing Monday morning. I'll see you then. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.